I'm your host, Nick Smith, uh, and we are, as always, presented to you by Geek Vibes Nation. Joining me tonight, uh, in his valiant return, uh, he was on the inaugural episode of NBA Geekly, basically the name change, uh, Luke Alves. What up, Luke? Not much, man. Uh, it's crazy to think that uh, I haven't been on since that first episode, so that's, it's been a while. Yeah, busy summer, man. Um, well, and we've all kind of like, and there hasn't been that much to talk about, <laughs> you know, like we, we, you know, we, we like to call the NBA like a, a 365 day a year league, but it's really more like 300. Like there's like 60 ish days in the, in like the middle of the summer that there, it's just like, there, there's really not much to talk about. <laughs> like after, after free agency, like why, like gets basically done you go into summer league and then after that it's just like dude there ain't fucking shit going on so you'll have an extension here or there but other than that uh also on tonight is joel jimenez what up joel what up people oh not much man um by the way i don't think in fact i'm almost positive we didn't uh cover this last week which is surprising um but like uh i just wanted like quick Quick uh, uh, shout out. Um, actually, it's, it's kind of the opposite of a shout out. But fuck Tim Tebow. Like I've been oh, saying fuck Tim go. Tebow my whole life, uh, and finally, <laughs> like the motherfucker gives me like a real legit reason to be like fuck Tim Tebow. Um, <laughs> I don't like that guy. I've never liked that guy. Um, of course, the main reason I don't like him is because he played uh, for the Florida Gators. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, also, like, I just, he's fucking smug, and there's this whole thing, like, with with him and, and him being black from the thou. NFL because he's <laughs> because of his deep religious convictions. And I'm like, dude, you know how many fucking people, like, join in prayer circles in, in the NFL, like, before and after games? Like, it's a ton of them, man. Mm-hmm. Probably over half the league. Like, no one's getting blacklisted for their deep. Christian values, like, that's not fucking happening. The dude couldn't throw a fucking football, and he refused to fucking play any other position. And now he's out here, uh, you know, fucking trying to play minor league baseball. Fucking dude has plenty of money. He could just do college fucking game day. But no, he's got to chase his dreams and take away a fucking spot from, you know, some dude who, you know, because he can't make the team and he can't fucking play. Uh, you know, he's fucking working at Kroger. Like, fuck you, Tim Tebow. Um, I, I, I fucking hate that guy. Like, I don't hate very many people. I fucking hate Tim Tebow. Um, and, of course, this all has to do with his whole bullshit stance on uh, college players uh, should mm-hmm. be able to make money off their likeness. There's the, the new California bill um, that – I think it has been introduced or passed or something. Um, I, I am not too familiar on what the status is of the bill. Um, but all it says is that fucking players can make money off their likeness, which is what we've been talking about forever as it, as it pertains to the NCAA. Just let them make fucking money off their likeness. Like You don't even have to pay them. If they're fucking talented enough, they will make money off their likeness, You know, selling autographs, doing commercials, having a, a shoe deal. So, you know, anything like that, um, like, they should be able to do that. Uh, and, like, for Tim Tebow, like, to come out, I mean, and, and you know, basically, you know, 
not be able to fucking reconcile that that maybe there's a lot of people out there who are growing up in much worse situations who really could use some fucking money um and to come out and and like you know basically say oh you got to play it for the love of the game blah 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 like fuck you Tim Tebow um so i just wanted to get that off my chest anything y'all want to add on that before we get into the actual topic luke uh, no, I mean I've always been with you. I hate Tim Tebow just because he's a Florida Gator. I didn't know what uh what, at first I I don't keep up with them, so I didn't know um what he had done. But uh yeah, no, nah, dude, um dogs all the way. Um, sorry for any Gators fans out there that are listening, but um your team's terrible. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, Joel, anything to add? Uh. I've never really hated him. I always kind of liked him, uh, at least in the NFL. Mainly because everybody else hated him, <laughs> so it was just fun watching him that's, do well. That seems like your uh, that seems like your kind of move. Like everybody hates <laughs> this guy. I'm gonna fucking like him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why does everybody hate him? He's actually pretty good. Well, um, but, but you know, you know what's funny? He well, a he wasn't that good. Like he got he got like he won a playoff game. Like that's his big claim to uh-huh. fame. But he, he barely – like, he the did. fucking – he did not win a playoff game. Denver's defense won a playoff game. And, yeah, you know, but he, didn't, he did – he did the bare minimum to get by. And, yeah, I mean, he was the starting quarterback, uh, or at least the quarterback uh, down the stretch when well they then, won that game. Well, then you can – you can thank the Jets for ruining his career then. So, you know, that's all good there. Because <laughs> that's what happened. That's how I looked at it. <laughs> after that, yeah, it was but over. I, I think – I think he like, and I'm not saying Tim Tebow does, doesn't necessarily do this. I like, I but like his like huge following. Like he's got this huge fan base. Um, but, like, but they have always said like, oh man, he got blacklisted. Blah blah blah. blah. Like they defend him no. to an unnecessary amount, um, and right. that's what drives me crazy. So like, right. it's as much. It's probably as much like the. Tebow fans as it is Tebow, um, but hey, let's let's not. We don't have to make it much more complicated than it, than it actually is. He's Florida Gator. Like, of course, I'm gonna fucking hate him. Like, there's mm-hmm. not. There's sure. Not, I don't like Emmett Smith. Like, and not dude. Like, by all accounts, is like just this really nice guy. But like, Florida, Florida Gator, <laughs> fuck that. I'm not about it. Nothing. I don't like Mike Miller. Fuck him too. Um, exactly. The, the only uh, the only thing that can uh, can get around like if you if you're a Florida Gator then you better be on one of my teams and I can set aside my differences. Al Horford, love Hor- guy. About to no, say, not Hor- a bad Hor- word Horford. to say. Though. Yeah. yeah, but like he he played for the Hawks. I mean, he was like the Hawks' best player for a a while. You know, like, pretty much yeah, after was, yeah. after they lost Joe Johnson. I mean, it was either him or Paul Millsap. So, um, right, right. so yeah, like. But uh, and, and you know now he's a sixer, so like yeah, you know, I'm totally cool with it. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's got to be something like that. But anyway, all right, let's get into it. Uh, I, I've already ranted for like the first eight minutes of this pod. Um, let's jump into it. The big Kahuna, the, the granddaddy of them all, most valuable player. Uh, who you got? Uh, let me start with Joel. Oh boy! All right, well. Because it's so goddamn early and the, the preseason, not even preseason yet. Uh, I'm gonna go with <laughs> most of the usual suspects. 
Um, so for me, I think if 100% healthy, LeBron James will claim victory as the MVP. I think he's going to go in with a chip on his shoulder this season. He's ranked third and best player this season uh, going into this season. So I think there's a chip there to be had. Uh, and, you know, last year wasn't the best look for him. You know, him getting hurt, the team looking like shit. You know, a lot of drama here and there. Uh, so I think he's going to come out and possibly win an MVP if he stays healthy. Yeah, that's going to be the interesting thing. Um, you know, he's always he's always been healthy up until last year. Um, like he's never missed like a, such like a long extended period until last year. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's going to be the thing is like um, like when does Father Time catch up with LeBron? Um, is it this year? Did, did we already see it last year? Maybe. Um, or you know, it could be three years from now. Like it's just. Um, with LeBron, it's like you just don't fucking know because, I mean, the, the, he's not somebody I would want to bet against, put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if the Lakers – I don't know if the record's going to be good enough, man. The West is a fucking beast, and, like, I don't think they're going to be playing for, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, the regular season, you know. Um, and, like, just the guys yeah. they got around LeBron and AD are yeah. – like very, very iffy. Um, I mean, I like Danny Green. Yeah, that, that, that's one dude. Um, but he's he's older. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Kuzma fan. I know you guys both like Kuzma. Um, you know, I, I think I don't know, man. It, it's going to be very interesting, and and um, I think it's going to be fraught with a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, obstacles. Uh, throughout this season for them, uh, for, for LeBron specifically to achieve MVP. Um, but, hey, man, I can't knock it. I mean, I would think I would think there would be a certain, um, you know, we like with MVP, you always look for storylines. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, for him to win one more MVP, that would match Michael Jordan. So I think right. that's a storyline that people would like to see and like to follow. Um, right. Because he's not going to catch him in championships, but if he can catch him catch no. him in MVPs, um, you mm-hmm. know that says a lot. Um, don't right. think he's catching Kareem, but um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, very interesting. All right, uh, Luke, who you got? Oh, um, that's kind of funny, Joel. Uh, last year, my pick was uh, LeBron James. Um, you know, so uh, I know I know I know you what you're feeling right there, but. Uh, no, mine is um, actually going to laugh, um, and, uh, you know, you kind of went into, um, you know, their team being scared, but mine is someone else on the Lakers, and I've talked to my Lakers <laughs> friends about this. Uh-oh. It's Anthony Davis. So here's my whole perspective. LeBron James is, not not, is at that point in his career where he doesn't really need to do it. He's going to Dwayne Wade it when, when Dwayne Wade gained everyone, and he was kind of like that big brother, like, yo – I'm about to really show you, LeBron, how to win a championship. You know, you're going to do great. He had that amazing year and all that. So I think LeBron's at that stage of his career where, here it is, Anthony Davis has to prove to us what he's about. You can't do everything last year where, you know, you, you kind of got out of an organization and all that that wasn't really doing anything for you, and you've got to go where you want. You have no excuses. You weren't injured last year. You're completely healthy. This is completely the same thing that you were talking about with LeBron, but – Anthony Davis actually has an injury, you know, history. So you have to be healthy this year, but he really has to take that next step. If 
if the Lakers are going to, because there's some teams in my mind that are taking the steps back in the West that aren't going to be like, you know, the Golden States and all that. I feel like the only one that's going to be pedal to the metal because that's who they are is Houston, definitely. But the other way, I, I think the Lakers could definitely be up there, you know, you know, being the organization where they've been missing the playoffs. So this is completely on Anthony Davis this year. You have to show us what you're fully about. You've got to your team. You have LeBron. I feel like LeBron could be MVP, but he doesn't want to. He wants to, like, I, I think he really does want to take that next step in his career where he's kind of that mentor and, and really see something out of Anthony Davis. I mean, I believe in him. I mean, I've always thought he's got the skill set and everything. Like you said, it's scary because they don't have that much around them. But then again, Anthony Davis is one of those players that can just thrive no matter what. I mean, you can give him space from three-point lines and come down. I mean, he's just very smart. He's a really good basketball player. So I think that he's going to dominate no matter what. He just has to stay healthy is the big key. But I, I – I think it's it's his year right now. He has to do it. He's like, Giannis takes the step. He's seen every other person that's been set, like up in the top ten category as best players. You have to take the next step now and really prove to us that where you're at. Yeah, no, I mean that. I mean he's he basically got what he wanted. He got traded to the team that he wanted to get traded to. Um, he knew what that was going to cost. He knew that was going to cost him pretty much everything. Um, and, you know, he gets to team up with LeBron, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I, you know, I, 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 again, um, I, I think it comes down to wins. I, I would feel much better, I, and I like – I will agree with you here, Luke. I, I think I would have Anthony Davis's odds just a little bit higher than LeBron for all the reasons you listed. Um, but I, I still, like – I would feel much better about Anthony Davis if he was like, I'm going to play the five. So LeBron can play the four. We can start Kyle Kuzma. Who, well, one of them will play the three. One of them will play the four. It doesn't really matter. Um, but he doesn't want to do that. And it's like, plus you've got Frank Vogel in there. I don't look at him saying that's a guy that is going to be able to convince Anthony Davis what what he needs to do that's best for both him and the team. Um, and, you know, I, I just uh, – I, I I think it, they're gonna they're gonna have some some hiccups along the way, and I just I mean if you're it, it, not to say that it's not possible. I mean uh, I think when Russ won MVP, they were like sixth in the West, I think. Um, so I mean as long as they're a playoff team, which fuck they better be a playoff team. Um, but like as long as they're that, like I mean either one of those guys could still win it. It's not necessarily dependent on record. Um, but it's got to be a hell of a storyline. You know, Russ had the triple-double. Um, that was, you know, the first time it had been done since Oscar Robertson. Um, you know, he, he had to carry that team. They didn't really have anybody else on that team. Oladipo wasn't Oladipo yet. KD had just left. Like, it was like the perfect storm of, like, all the right elements uh, as far as the, the narrative um, to, to accomplish that. Uh, and, and, and I don't – I'm not trying to say too. I'm not trying to say like narrative. I'm not trying to diminish Russ's MVP uh, credibility by by saying narrative. But like, let's just be honest. There's there is a narrative element to it. Um, and you know, I for one, I'm happy he fucking won the MVP. I was really happy he won it that year. And then you know, Harden, you know, won it the next year or a couple years later, whatever it was. Um, like that to me, I was like cool. Like I, I'm down for that. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's just it's, there's a lot of questions going on with the Lakers, so we'll, we'll see. Um, so I approached this uh, in, in a couple different ways. One was who do I think is going to have like what are the who are the players that I think uh, you know are, are on the short list to have an MVP caliber season, and who are the players that are going to be on teams that I'm very confident are going to have really legit fucking records. Um, so I looked at this. I really want to pick Nikola Jokic, like, really bad, because I think Denver's going to be really fucking good, and he's going to be the backbone of that team. Um, I'm just afraid that he's got a little – like, he's he's not – he's going to have to play like he did in the playoffs uh, for a whole season, and I don't know if he has that in him. Like, I think he could do it. I don't know if he will do it, though. Um, and then my other guy is Kawhi, but obviously, like, how many games is he going to sit out? I'm going with Kawhi, and 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 here's the biggest reason that I'm gonna I'm I'm going I'm going that route. Uh, I'm going with Kawhi because um, I really do. I think he's going to play about 70 games. I think they're going to sit. They're obviously going to rest him, but if he can get to like 70 games, that's about the marker. Um, like. If you miss 12 games throughout a season, I'd say that's probably close to average. You're not going to get penalized for missing 12 games. You miss 22 games, all of a sudden, it's, that's like it's, it's, it's 10 games is a huge fucking swing in that department. Um, but if he can get 70 and they can just calculate his rest throughout the season, um, then I think he'll be good. I think the Clippers are going to be fucking great. And I think – Kawhi's going to have to do a lot to start off this season before Paul uh, George comes back. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I just – I think, too, you know, as it goes for those, like, narrative things, I mean, how many people in the fucking playoffs last year were talking about Kawhi Leonard like he was fucking Michael Jordan? And, like, I mean, and, and you know, I, I wouldn't go that far, but, like, somewhat rightfully so, the fucking – playoff run that Kawhi Leonard had was nothing short of out-fucking-standing. Um, and, you know, he's never won a, a, a regular season MVP, though. He's got two finals MVPs. He's won championships on two different teams. If he could be the star, you know, finals MVP for three different teams, I think he'd be the first person to accomplish that. Um, and uh, he doesn't have that regular season MVP trophy uh, to his name yet. I think... If he can, if he can just muster up the the proper amount of games, I think they're going to want to give it to him because his stats are going to be fucking great. We all know this, um, so I think there will be this this building narrative throughout the season for Kawhi. Um, it's just going to come down to the the amount of games that he can that he can get in there. Um, but yeah, uh, nice. I like it when we all have three different people. So uh, LeBron, AD, Kawhi. Uh, somebody from LA is going to win this shit. We just don't know which one. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I'll go to you first on this one, Luke. Who do you like? Man, this one took me a long time, and I want to <laughs> go like, like you five know five different just... people who are legit contenders. And I want to go with like you know the you know. Rudy, just because, like, his whole team's just based around him, and he's going to, like, the team, but um, 
I'm going with another player that needs to step it up, that really needs to take it to the next level, really show us what, who he is in the NBA. And he's finally got another person to help mentor him and to become a really good defensive player around him, and that's Joel Embiid. Um, I think this is the mm-hmm. season. Uh, I, I almost had him up in MVP. Uh, he, I mean, last year he was having a great year. This is another you can't have any excuses year. You're at this point of your career. You have another person that can match you defensively, that can control the game for you guys, both on the offensive and defensive, with Horford just being that stable mind and keeping everyone in the proper, like, where they need to be. Um, They're going to be fun to watch next to each other. But I really think that with Embiid, where he's at, um, and he actually does, like, unlike Anthony Davis, he actually plays the center position and, and likes it and thrives at it, so... I think like, it's 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 all on Embiid this year with the the people that he has around him. There's no excuse why he shouldn't be taking this next step up. And I just think we're just about to have these these twin towers down there with Embiid and Horford, and it's just going to be it's going to be a mean defensive thing to go through. Dude, I fucking love it. Like I fucking love that pick, dude. Um, is again, it's like the same thing with Kawhi. It's probably going to come down to does he play enough games. Um, and again, mm-hmm. like if they can just like they played him way too much too early last season. Um, like they got to find a healthy medium. I don't think they need to rest him like they did, you know, like the Raptors did Kawhi. Uh, but like he needs to play around that seventy sixty-five to seventy game mark. Um, and like not just he needs to do that in order to achieve uh, like. The, the amount of games necessary to win an award like this, but he needs to do it to preserve his health. And, like, I would say, furthermore, he doesn't need to fucking play, you know, 36 minutes a game. Um, like, he can play 30 minutes a game. Like, you've got Al Horford. Like, you can fucking balance those guys out to where, you know, you have one of them on the court at center um, at any given time. And you also got Kyle O'Quinn. So, like, even on nights that, like, they might want to rest Horford, you still have Kyle O'Quinn, who's a very serviceable NBA center. You can just fucking plug him in there. So, like, that's going to be the big thing this year that I'm really going to keep an eye on is how do the Sixers manage both Joel's, like, total number of games and his rest uh, and his actual minutes in the games that he's playing. Um, But, yeah, man, I, I love that pick. Um, Joel, who you got? Uh, to piggyback off of uh, what uh, Luke was saying, I, I definitely had Joel Embiid on my list uh, as, as a possible defensive player of the year guy. But it came down to health. I wasn't sure if he was going to play enough games uh, to earn it. Right. Uh, so I went with um, LeBron's running mate. <laughs> I figured the, the big thing was going to be LeBron. And so I'm like, you know who's going to get screwed out of not getting MVP? Anthony Davis. So I'll give him defensive player of the year, and I think he'll – he's always a candidate anyway, and I think this is, might be the year that he actually gets it. Play, he'll have more notoriety. He probably – he definitely won't be sitting out for no reason this time. So I have Anthony Davis winning defensive player of the year. I like that. I don't know if the Lakers will have a good enough defensive team, but we know he Anthony make Davis them. can bring it on the defensive end. Um <laughs> I hope so. I mean, they'll have him and Green. Both of those guys are good sure. defenders. But those are their only two sure. good defenders. Like, LeBron doesn't play defense anymore, not in the regular season anyway. 
Um, Kuzma's not no. really a good defender. Um, I'm no. not really counting on Dwight to, like, to follow through on, you know, a fucking promise that he's we've already seen him break four different times. Um, like, we'll I don't know. Avery Bradley's a decent I, defender. He was. I think he's, since, you know, his, his multiple injuries, I think he kind of lost his step. And Avery Bradley's kind of mm-hmm. a weird case because he's really good on ball defender. Um, but he's not really great off ball. Like he's not like a good team defender. I'm sure Luke. Like, w- would you agree with that, Luke? Like when he was on y'all's team, um, like the Celtics were generally speaking a better defensive unit when he was not on the court by the numbers. Um, did you did you see that in that way, or or is that just a fluke uh, of a statistic? I mean, I I, I can't really like remember and like. I can't, I'm kind of biased because we had Avery Bradley at his healthiest, at his like best of right. his like whole playing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to really pinpoint you know him because he was. But I mean, even if he was a great on-ball defender, he used to get smoked by Kyrie and other defenders sometimes. So I'd always question, you know, how good of a defender he was. Smoked. Yeah, I was about to say everybody gets smoked by Kyrie. <laughs> like, but like. I, I I still I I I would ag- somewhat agree with your point though, Luke. Like he's 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 a solid defender. I don't I don't think he's like a great defender. And I would honestly kind of maybe say the same thing for Danny Green. Although I do think I I am going to be really interested to see what their um what their closing lineup is because I really do mm-hmm. think it should probably be um, AD LeBron Kuzma. Um, Danny Green, and then either Avery Bradley or Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Like, one of those two guys, because LeBron can run your point on offense, and Danny yep. Green can guard twos, and I think Pope and Bradley can both guard ones. Um, so they're going to be an interesting like a, a, an interesting lineup to monitor throughout the year. Um, sure. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Bradley is anymore. So, um but yeah, we'll we'll see how that all kind of plays out. Um, all right, so I'm going. I decided I love the Embiid pick. AD is definitely of the defensive skill set to be able to um, garner a lot of buzz. I am going with Giannis because I think Giannis should have won it last year. Um, and I think <clears throat> if he doesn't win MVP this year, I think he was second last year. Um, and if he doesn't win MVP. Um, this year, which I'm not predicting him to go back to back on that. Um, I think there's going to be, um, yeah. And I, so I think there's going to be like a, you know, there's going to be like something that's like, well, we got to give him something. And he's a really fucking good defender. The biggest thing is if he can, if that, if, if the bucks can maintain their defensive, um, uh, uh, dominance uh, as a team minus Malcolm Brogdon, which when they didn't have Malcolm Brogdon last year, they still had an elite defense. I think that's going to give him a lot of buzz. Like, look, they lost like, quote unquote, one of their best defenders. Um, and like, I like Chris Middleton a lot. I think Chris Middleton's a little overrated as a defender. Like, I think he's a really good defender. But I think a lot of people think of him as, like, this really great lockdown defender, and he's not that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I think in the, the fact that Giannis can guard everywhere on the court, 
um, I think is is huge. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Giannis. Um, mainly like kind of like what you were saying, uh, Joel. Like if if LeBron wins MVP and you know the Lakers are that good, and Anthony Davis is the reason their defense is so good, like. They're probably going to be like, well, fuck, we got to give him something. This guy's a fucking beast. Like, I could see the same thing for Giannis if he doesn't win MVP. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where my mindset's there. But I, I fucking hope Luke's right. I hope it's in peace. Um, all right, six man of the year. Uh, Joel, we'll start with you. Six, six man, right? That's... Yeah, six man of the year. All right, all right. what did I pick? Hold on, I wrote this down. Uh, all right, six minutes. Oh, <laughs> all right. I really wanted to choose somebody else, but I can't think of oh, wait, wait. the top of my head. What? Never mind. Uh, uh, Jawan's on, but he wants to he wants to jump in for rookie of the year, so we're not there yet. Yeah, no. Go ahead. I told him no cherry picking, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. He can he can do it. It's all good. Uh, I'm I'm looking shit. forward to the hard <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um. Uh, what was I? Six man. Oh, so as usual, I'm gonna go boring here and say it's gonna be Lou Williams again for like the millionth time. Uh, I really hope it's not the case, but I think you can never go wrong by choosing Lou Williams as six man here. Yeah, I mean it's boring, but like, come on, we it tried is. to get cute last year and like just we a did. whole year. It got like, close. It's man. so fucking obviously Lou Williams. <laughs> it was. Towards the second half, of and it I was, think, fuck, it was ridiculous. <laughs> right, and I think Sabonis could have like some buzz, but he's going to start this an year. argument. So he is right. He had an argument yeah. last year, but he's going to start this year. So like, yeah, you know, obviously you can't be six man if you're starting the majority of the game. Um, yeah, you know, unless unless they pull the plug on that early on in the season. Like if it doesn't work, and they decide to maybe say start T.J. Warren like, 10 games into the season, um, like, maybe that happens and maybe that changes the di- dynamic. But going off the information that we have now, I would say, like, he's he's not going to really be eligible. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to pick It's tough to pick a, somebody other than Lou Williams, to be perfectly honest. I think the one thing that might hurt Lou Williams, and I don't think this is going to happen. I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. Um, I mm-hmm. think that having Kawhi as your like closer and then also having Paul George might affect his like touches and his shots. Um, and if that's the case, if he's not getting those touches, he's not getting those shots, he's not putting up those stats, then he might not win it. And what he's won it two years in a row now, I think. Yeah, Walker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I mean I I. I you know, I could see that being like some 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 amount of fatigue that you know they're just like, is there anybody else? Anybody like just people will survey the league and try to find somebody else. Um, and if there's maybe. one person out there who's who's doing it, like maybe maybe you yeah. know they can sneak in. Because um, yeah, have I mean, another great fucking year off the bench, <laughs> right? And does he play you know more than half the game the whole year? Like, that's the other right, thing. right? You know. Because um, I mean, I thought, an option. I thought early watch. on in the season, I, I want to say I even picked him for our first quarter awards last year because he was fucking great. He was shooting like forty, he was. over forty percent from three, and but like by the end of the year, he's fucking missed so many games. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, always always a good bet to go with Sweet Lou. Uh, Luke, uh, who you got? All right, so I was kind of hoping you weren't going to pick my guy, but then I kind of figured out you're going to go with Lou Williams. So I'm kind of happy you didn't. Um, I'm going with a guy that I feel like he could definitely be in the starting lineup. I just don't think what the team's at, who they've signed, everything he's going to be there. And I do think this team's going to make the playoffs and or maybe make a good run for it. And um, if you've watched this past FIBA World Cup, you'll know who I'm talking about. And I'm talking about Bogdan Bogdanovich. Man, Ooh, was lighting it up in the FIBA World Cup. He choice. was just taking control, really showing in. Like, a, a lot of these tournaments, I mean, like, yeah, they don't mean that much. But a lot of times you see players really take that step. I mean, you know, it's happened with mm-hmm. a lot of great U.S. players and all that. And, Bogdan just really was, for Serbia, they're a guy, dude. He was just doing everything. And unfortunately for the Kings situation where they've got Trevor Reza and they traded for Harrison Barnes, you know, you're kind of losing your spot. And I feel like, you know, they're going to play Bagley at the five. So, you know, if you got um, Heald and, and Fox, you're kind of you're kind of down. Oh, I don't think Reza's on. No, yeah, Reza's on. There. Yeah, so. I think you kind of back, you know, you're, you have to be the sixth man. And I think he can really make a, um, a, a run for it. Like you're saying with Lou, he's going to lose some of his touches at the end of the game and all that. And I don't know, I just, the way that he just played this past tournament, he was really taking steps. He, he can shoot, man. And I think with the King, the Kings are really going to try to be one of those teams that are going to make a run for it. They're not going to be like one of the best Western teams, but they're definitely going to take every game, and try to, you know, make that, that run to finally get in the playoffs. And I think he'll be a big reason if they do make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I, I'll just, I guess I'll tease it. I think I've already teased it. Um, but I got the Kings making the playoffs this year. I can't wait to do our Western Yay. Conference uh, breakdown episode. I, I'm thinking we'll probably do those two next week, Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Um, unless just like a shit ton of news comes up because like it's so interesting like if you are picking the kings to make the playoffs who are you picking to miss the playoffs because there's just i mean there's fucking there's like legitimately like nine ten maybe even eleven teams um maybe even twelve uh that, that have a realistic chance um, going into the season, or should feel um, like they have a realistic chance. In fact, I would even say I'm 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 not going to put Phoenix in a group that has a realistic chance. Um, but I would say like the one team that's like just definitely not going to be there is Memphis. Um, but like you know, there's just so many good teams in the fucking West this year. Um, but yeah, I, I love that pick. I love Bogdanovich. Uh, he's he's dude. I. What really sealed the deal for me with him was the the buzzer beater. I think against the Lakers last season. Um, I was watching that game, uh, and, and I think I want to say I was watching that game. I think it was like a TNT game or something. Um, and like, or no, I actually I don't think it was. I think I saw the highlight. Like I was watching the game, and then they showed the highlight. But like, dude, it was fucking awesome. Like he was just ice cold, fucking dropped a fucking three to win that game. Um, I was like, all right, dude. Yeah, I'll fuck with this guy, dude. He's pretty badass. Like, he's definitely not lacking in confidence. Um, so, yeah, like, great choice. Uh, I'm going to uh, pull a slightly different thing here uh, as well. Um, I, I'm going to go with Spencer Dinwiddie because 
Dude, I fucking love Dinwiddie. Fuck I was him. Definitely. I, dude, I was on the fucking Dinwiddie train last season when it was like everyone was talking about D'Angelo Russell, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I kind of I like this cat Spencer Dinwiddie more. Um, and he's a fucking great story, dude. Like he, you know, uh, I think he. I want to say he was undrafted. Um, or maybe he was drafted in the late second, uh, was on Detroit. They ended up cutting him. He goes to Brooklyn and just finds a home there, and then they got him on a fucking super sweet deal. Um, and, I mean, obviously he's not going to be a starter for them, um, but I think he can play alongside Kyrie. Um, I think his skill set is such that he can operate whether he has the ball or doesn't have the ball. Um, and I think he's going to be a big contributor this season since they don't have KD yet. Um, so as long as he can stay healthy, um, I, you know, I think he's going to be pretty big for them. Um, and I'm also kind of slightly betting on that, you know, they will try to rest Ky- both Kyrie and LeVert adequately. Like they don't want to play those guys a ton of fucking minutes or a ton of games this season because this isn't really their season. They're going to live looking towards next season when KD comes back. So I think that means a lot of minutes for Dinwiddie. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I think I had him last year for third quarter awards. Like I said, when we were just trying to find somebody who could maybe, um, you know, usurp Lou Williams. Uh, and then they, they just, we, they never happened. Um, but nevertheless, uh, I, I would, I think I think that would uh, I think that would be cool. It'd be it'd be a cool um, kind of cherry on top so far to his story, if you will. Um, but all right, let's move into Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'm gonna plug in uh, Juwan. Juwan, what's up, man? What's going on? Can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear, man. Okay, perfect. Um, all right, perfect. Rookie of the Year. This is the one you wanted. What you got, man? Now I can't hear you. Speechless. Now it's just nothing. He's, he's Damn it, Juwan. He is speechless. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Okay, sorry about that. My headphones must have went out. Um, I said John Morant. I'm going John Morant. Um, I think John Morant is going to be huge this year, um, especially for a team that a lot of people are kind of looking at as. Uh, I actually see that team looking – kind of the same way that the Kings looked last year um, to where it has a chance to maybe make some kind of noise, but ultimately will be snuffed out. Um, but I see this kid really making huge steps to taking this franchise to another level, um, you know, in the years to come. So I see him as my rookie of the year. So suck it, Joel. No cherry picking here. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly, if you it. plan on leaving, that's cherry picking. Your guy. Um, no, I, I, uh, okay. I don't think Memphis has a shot. I will be shocked if Memphis doesn't have the worst record in the West this year. Um, mainly because they still owe Boston that pick. Um, and they like, at this point you want to prolong that like to the following season. Like you want to fucking suck again this year, have, like get another top six pick. Um, and then, you know, have a, have a core of guys to build around, uh, with, you know, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, 
Um, but I do think he has a, a, a legit shot at winning uh, Rookie of the Year, however. Um, I'm trying to think, who was the last point guard to win Rookie of the Year? Was it Dame? Rookie of the Year? Yeah. I know Kyrie won it. Dame did win it. Did, did Kyrie uh, win it? Because that would have that would have been after. I can't remember. Kyrie, Wall, did Wall win it? Wall won it. Um, I think Wall won it, but that would have been before Dame. Tyree Evans, Dame does that count? Dame Carter, Anthony Williams. Davis. I know that. Michael Carter, Williams MCW won. MCW might have been the last point guard. Yeah, Got okay. all of them. Um, but the only reason I bring that up oh, is no, no. it's ben generally Simmons. speaking. Ben Simmons is a point oh, guard. Oh, fucking duh. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're we're sitting here saying Michael Carter Williams like uh, how about the it's actual in, um, like, talented version of that? Uh, <laughs> but the good version. But uh, but no, nah, I uh, it, the only reason I bring that up and it almost kind of sounds like um, it, it's like as far as the results, I'm kind of going against what the numbers say here. But like usually, like point guards have like a a really tough transition year. Like you just look at like De'Aaron Fox um, and how you know he didn't have a great first year and then a great second year, um, or even That's look at Trey Young like had a terrible first like you know three right. two or great three months half. of the season before he turned it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what that transition period for Jaw will be like. Um, I think the fact that he's got the extra year um, is certainly helpful, um, but I I don't I feel like too like. Does does he have the necessary pieces around him? Um, I think maybe um, they just they have a lot of wing depth issues. They don't have a lot of like quality wing depth. Um, and you know, we got the news that Iggy's not yeah. going to play. Um, like he's he's like fuck mm-hmm. that. I ain't going to Memphis. I'm gonna chill out here in L.A. until y'all trade me. Um, but uh, so so that'll be interesting. They definitely got the the like uh, the the you know, four and five covered, uh, I think just between, you know, fucking Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, Jonas Valanciunas, Jay Crowder, like that's a pretty good like group, you know, in that, in that spot. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Cause like outside of like what Dylan Brooks, like there's not another guy on that team that I would feel real confident about. Maybe, um, maybe slow-mo, um, Joel's favorite, um, but yeah. he's he's really more of a four M- than a three. MIP. He's man. too fucking slow. <laughs> he really um, so it, it'll be interesting. But I I I like um, I, I do like John Moran a lot. I uh, I definitely think um, not a bad it, choice. He should he should at least get the minutes to have the opportunity. Um, it's just gonna be. I'll be in the running. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's just gonna. I think it's gonna really boil down to does he have the pieces around him to, to like, um, you know, to really com- complement what his skill set is best at, and that's being an offensive creator. Um, like, because I think that's where he's going to shine. Um, I don't think he's going to be like this juggernaut scorer um, as much as I think he's going to be like. This really good scorer, but really super fucking good, um, like almost old school point guard, you know. Um, so, but yeah, I I like it. I, I at least like like the fact that it's different. 
Um, I am going to kick it over to you, Luke. Uh, who you got? So it's kind of funny you brought up the the point guard thing because really, if you think about it, when's the last big that's got the um, you know like center wise? So that's why I like mm. I, you know a lot of people want to go with Zion, but I feel like Zion Zion has a decent team and it's not going to be Zion's team straight up. I think they're just smarter than to put the whole pressure on him and what the team that he has. And he's just a good team player. So right. um, you know, I'm going with a guy that. Um, you know, I, I think that's got to control the ball. You know, someone that's going to, you know, get more options that they, you know, if they don't want to go to this, like, certain play, they're like, nah, man, ball's in my hand. That's why I kind of, like, stuck with the point guards, and there was a couple of them. And, you know, one that I definitely thought was, uh, you know, RJ's going to have a great experience in New York and with controlling. But I'm doubling down on a team that I went with last year, and I'm going with the point guard they chose this year because they chose another point guard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going with Darius Garland, who no one knows oh, about, Lord. who, you know, who's a complete question mark right now, who hasn't really played, you know, he's supposedly healthy. I've seen a video of him with, um, you know, the, the typical workout videos and some L.A. fitness, but he was actually playing against a lot of pros and doing actually really well. But um, I just think, you know, he's going to have the ball in his hands, um, you know, between him and Sexton, I think he's the better of the two scoring wise. So he's going to get more options to do whatever he wants. Um, you know, the, he's got Kevin Love. If Love can stay healthy, you know, the reason I don't go with Jaws because I do think that Memphis will be the worst team in the West. And while the Cavs might not be the worst team in the East, I don't, I'm, it's hard to say it's like they're true definite. They are like one of the two, like three worst, but you know, they could actually maybe can be like decent, but I think that he's going to get a, a lot of chances to do whatever he wants with the ball. And if he can stay healthy and if he's the score that, you know, they've supposedly compared him to and all that, and he can score, he's going to get plenty of options at that point guard position. Yeah. I, it's going to be interesting to see how this all works out. Cause essentially, I don't know. There's, there's kind of two trains of thought here with the Cavs. Are they, are they hedging a bet that they maybe didn't get the right guy um, last season, and so they're just taking the best player available, um, who, or at least who they think is the best player available, um, and, and not picking a more obvious fit like, say, a Jarrett Culver? Um, or are they trying to essentially recreate, you know, what Portland created and taking, like, these two smaller guards who, you know, are, are kind of both – scoring point guards, if, I mean, basically. Um, and, you know, are, are they, are they going to go that route, and are, are they just going to say, we'll figure everything out, but we think we can kind of recreate what Portland has uh, going on for them. And if you're Cleveland, you know, you fucking suffered for years and years. LeBron delivers a championship, then LeBron leaves. And, like, so, I mean, if I'm Cleveland, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I would be fucking totally happy if I, um, you know, had the the kind of sustained success that Portland has. Um, like, if I can recreate that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's going to get minutes. He's they're going to play together. I think they're going to play a lot of minutes together because they're really going to want to see, um, you know, yeah. what they have. Um, and again. They have a top ten protected pick um, that's going uh, 
or it's not going to go anywhere. But if they were to um, fall outside of the bottom ten, uh, that pick would go to New Orleans now. Um, so they don't have any incentive to try to win this year. Um, so it's just going to be experimentation. Um, so I mean, I it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I, I don't love the fit, but you know, I I think had I been had we been doing this, you know, when they tried to you know when Portland tried to play you know essentially take CJ and make him fit with Dame, I don't think I would have mm-hmm. liked it then, and obviously I would have been wrong. That's true. So um, I didn't. So yeah, I was I definitely we'll wrong. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Joel, uh, are you going to bring us back to sanity here? Yeah, obviously. I'm going to go with the obvious and easiest choice. <laughs> Zion Williamson <laughs> will more than likely win rookie of the year as long as he stays healthy. I mean, if the guy fucking doesn't win it, it has to be because he hasn't played. Because the guy, there's so much fucking hype for this kid. He's, he already won right. before the fucking season started. You know, it's just that simple. Um, uh... And now I could definitely. I could definitely pencil in uh, Luke's choice for next year when Cleveland chooses another point guard. So that's awesome. We don't have to that <laughs> next year. Um, oh my god, that'd be so fucking funny! Like uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers with a third pick in the draft select Cole Anthony, and you're like, all right, well I guess we got <laughs> fuck. Uh, fuck third uh, time's a charm, baby. Uh, uh, Portland, these motherfuckers <laughs> trying to recreate Phoenix. Like Dragic, Bledsoe, <laughs> Knight, like oh, there you go. Isaiah Thomas, all of them, all of them. It was crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, Zion I, is just I can't see him not winning unless unless someone else has a ridiculous season. Uh, there's just so much hype for this fucking kid. It's just gonna be hard not to, to for him not to win. It's gonna be hard for him not to win it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. See, and that's where I'm coming from. This too, like. He's got all of the hype. Um, you know, we saw, like, you know, I, I certainly presented my case for Trey Young at the end of the season. Uh, I, I did not sway anybody, but uh, anybody on this show. Um, but I presented my case. Um, but, like, hmm. Luca just had such a fucking, like, hype and ingrained, like, granted, he didn't have the, the same kind of hype because he didn't have the hype that, um, that Zion had, like, coming into the league. Though I would argue he should have. There's absolutely no fucking excuse for him not to have been the number one overall pick. Um, and like particularly now in hindsight, uh, you know, now that we've seen a season of him play. Um, but nevertheless, like I mean, he quickly built that hype and then did not relinquish it. Zion's got that hype and that advantage going into the season before he ever even steps foot on a basketball court. If he just delivers you know, uh, a respectable rookie campaign, I think it's going to be really hard for somebody to, to overthrow that. So I'm with you um, there, Joel. I mean, I, I think I think it's going to be injuries or it's going to have to be somebody just having a fucking ungodly remarkable season. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. And I don't – I don't. there's, you there's not the really shot. anybody who jumps out to me who's who's just – Entering like, such a perfect situation to have that kind of crazy, like, remarkable season. So, yeah, I, I'm going with Zion. Um, uh, let me kick it back to you real quick, Jawan. Anything you want to add before we move on here? No, I was just going to say, I mean, last year, I mean, I even told you it was really hard not to pick Trey Young. Like, it was very, very, very difficult. Um, but we saw 
we saw the season kind of switch for the two guys. We saw Luca slide, and we saw Trey completely show up. Um, so, I mean, there is a possibility that someone doesn't necessarily have to have a monster year. Um, it just could be somebody who is on pace doing exactly, if not slightly better, than what Zion is doing. I mean, because Trey and Luca's numbers weren't that drastically different um, not at the all. end of the season. That's why it was really hard to say, oh, no, it's Luca's award. Like, no, they might have to share it. Um, so, I mean, John Morant, um, R.J. Barrett, Zion, I think between the at least the three of those guys, um, it has potential to be close. I don't think it's as big of a runaway. Um, I don't think it will be towards the end of the season. Um, I think it might be closer to what we experienced last year. Well, I hope it's not. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I could see it being like a two or three man race. Like it, it usually comes down to two. Like there's usually like there's usually two standouts. Um, I mean, like we saw that oh, last year. We saw that with um, you know the the, that was three, uh, the year before. Donovan Mitchell year. What's that? In that yeah, because Jason Tatum was uh, in that running too. Not not as close. But yeah, he but he was kind of a distant you know, third. One. Yeah, yeah like because it's a regular season award. Now, if the if the award, you know, was given <clears> after <throat> the playoffs, I think it would be a complete. <clears throat> it would have been a completely different story. Um, right. Fucking Tatum showed up in the fucking playoffs. Um, but mm-hmm. like as far as like the regular season, like I mean, Kyrie still played sixty games. I mean, uh, you know, Tatum, um, he I, he just didn't quite get the same shine that you know Simmons and. Uh, and Donovan Mitchell got, um, but uh, but yeah, uh, two to three people generally speaking. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see who the one or two other people are in that conversation with Zion, assuming Zion stays healthy. Um, but all right, uh, let's move on. Uh, you sticking with us, uh, Juwan, or, or are you? Is that it? No, I'm sticking around. All right, cool. Um, all right. Uh, most improved player. Uh, let's throw it over to you first, Joel. <gasps> me. Well, this one is probably the hardest one for me. Uh, but I went and I, I decided to go with a player I think uh, is probably finally all healed up and ready to show out. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> for his sake, uh, Gordon Hayward. I think uh, this might be his chance to be the most improved player. Uh, and, and rebound after just not looking nowhere near as good as he used to look the last two years. Mainly one due to injury and the other one due to coming, like recovering, you know. So I, I think Gordon Hayward has a chance to become most improved player. I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 usually it's like a safe uh, kind of a safe bet to either pick a dude who was hurt um, or has mm-hmm. been hurt um, or to pick a guy who's in his like going into his like fourth fifth season who hadn't quite made the leap but stands to right. be able to make the leap. Um so yeah, right. but like I, I I'm I'm down with that. Um and I certainly mm-hmm. think having a guy like playing with a guy like Kemba um versus Kyrie who they may have a similar playing style. I just think Kemba's just like he's gonna be so much easier to fucking play with. Um, and they just don't have so much depth that there's going to be like this contempt for Gordon right. Hayward, like there was reports of last season, where you know dudes like um, 
Marcus Morris was basically like, why the fuck is this guy out there playing? Get this fucking dude off the court. Like, I should be playing. Um, and you know what? For mm-hmm. right or wrong, I mean, he had a fucking argument for that because um, Morris played great early on in the season. Um, but, uh, but yeah, nevertheless, uh, certainly a respectable candidate. Uh, Luke, who you got? Um, solid pick, by the way. You know, I'm glad um, you, you were looking <laughs> at the Celtics because I – you know, I didn't want to feel like a homer with this pick, too, because I was kind of thinking along the same lines as you. But um, I went with um, Jason Tatum. So my whole theory with Tatum is you have to prove it. This is another guy that I'm going with the same kind of theme of, like, you know, these, this is your year. You have to prove it. You have to do it for the Celtics right now. You don't have anything holding you back. Kimba's coming to the team, but he's a much better team player to play with. But you have to be our true number two. Um, I really wish that he would have stayed healthy in the FIBA because I really think that he would have um, been able to, like, really play well. But, you know, unfortunately got injured. But if he doesn't, you know, if he stays healthy, there's no reason that he doesn't make the playoffs this year. If he predicted that, you know, I want to make the playoffs, there's not a lot of people in the East as it was stacked. So if he really wants to take that step up, he needs to average in the 20s. He needs to go back to – he needs to get to the line. He just really needs to take the steps. So, I, I'm going with the guy that on his third year, he really needs to – if he – all the potential he's had and to move past last year and everything, he really needs to take this next leap. There's really nothing holding him back from really controlling, of you know, his own destiny. And I, I believe in him. So, I think that he's going to – he's going to make an all-star team this year and and become, you know, the most improved player out of that. Yeah, I mean, that would certainly follow that, like, Siakam model. You know, I think I think last mm-hmm. year was Siakam's third year. Um, now, Siakam yeah. did kind of come out of nowhere, but, like, sure know, did. I feel like everybody last season was talking about, like, Tatum's regression and what does it mean and why is he shooting these long fucking twos and, like, why is Kobe – fucking trying to sabotage the fucking Celtics. Oh, right, because he's a fucking Laker. Um, like, I, uh, I, I definitely think that there's a good case to be made for Tatum. Um, I mean, for all the reasons you said. Uh, we don't need to belabor uh, that point anymore. Uh, Jawan, uh, who you got? I am actually going with Karis LeVert. Um, I, I think after Ooh. last year, mm. I think he's going to have huge – I mean, Joel – it, it pains me to say that. it, man. It makes me <laughs> sick saying it, but uh, it. <laughs> I think he's going to have a, a bounce-back season. I thought he looked great to start last year. Um, I mean, it yeah. sucks that his start was getting busy on Tim Hardaway, but um, I think he's going to have a great <laughs> bounce-back season. Uh, I can't wait to see how he fits with Kyrie, um, but I do think he will find his way, and I think he will be very, very, very good in his bounce back season. Um, so I'm going with Karis LeVert. I can dig it. I I can really dig it. I I think it would be hard for me to go with LeVert uh, since I'm going with Dinwiddie for um, six man. I, I don't necessarily think that um, it'd be tough for each of those guys to win you know, those, those awards. But I do like it in a vacuum. Um, I mean, I think he's he's got – if he can just stay fucking healthy, he's got all of the fucking tools, and he's going to get so many touches this year, um, you know, with KD not being there yet. Um, and 
you know, he's got the contract security now, so he's not going to – I don't think he's going to have this, like, trepid nature uh, of, like, trying to – like, oh, man, I, I fucking can't get hurt. Like, he's going to play kind of free, you know, because um, he's, got, he's got that bag locked up. Um, so I think that's a really good pick. Um, all right, so I am kind of going with the Oladipo model. For this one, like a guy Uh-oh. in his fifth, sixth year, um, who like, like really could make a leap. Um, so I had two guys in mind. I Miles Turner, who Joel, you know I love Miles Turner. Um, Let me see. He, you, you kind of started to see a little leap from him at the tail end of last year, especially defensively. Um, so I, I mean, my, my big hesitation there though is the fact that. They have so much roster turnover in Indiana, so he's going to have to kind of relearn this season. Um, And playing next to Sabonis will be interesting. It might work great because Sabonis is, like, bigger and can kind of bruise inside. And Turner can – he's a little thinner, but he he can also, like, kind of play the perimeter a little bit better. Um, Mm -hmm. So – Maybe that all works out, but just because of the the roster turnover, I'm a, I'm a little hesitant to pick that. So I ended up going with Aaron Gordon. I think I think the Magic oh, wow. have a very interesting fucking chance to be have home court advantage in the playoffs. They're bringing everybody back. Like literally, if you, if there was like a team that had like showcased continuity better than any other team. It's the magic. Um, like, they did not lose anybody of significance. Um, they had one of the best defenses down the stretch of the season. Um, Aaron Gordon had a lot to do with that. If Isaac can make a little bit of a leap um, and, and, and kind of be able to, um, you know, uh, be this better kind of 3-4 uh, kind of complement to, to Gordon – um, with more consistency, it's going to free up Gordon to be able to do a, a lot more for that team. Um, I, I do wonder about Fultz and how they work him in, but the thing is with Fultz, if it's not working, you can just pull the plug. You don't like you have Augustine. Uh, MCW actually played pretty well for them uh, after they got him on the buyout market, um, so they have like reasonable resources. Um, Fournier had like one of his worst years last year as far as shooting the ball. Um, I wouldn't expect that again. It just seems like a, like an off year for him. So like I say all of this to say, um, that they could easily find themselves at, in like the four seed, uh, when it's all said and done, I'm not necessarily predicting that. I just think it's a possibility. Um, and so I think like Gordon, uh, I'm kind of being, uh, you know, like, let's say Vooch has a slightly worse year than he had last year. Like, last year was his career year. Um, but the Magic sure still end up finishing with a better, better record, and Gordon has the mm-hmm. best year of his career to this point. He'll be right there in the conversation. Um, and I don't, I don't think any of that's that far-fetched, really. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to go with Aaron Gordon. Um, but, uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Um, uh, let's see. Coach of the year. Um, let's kick it over to you, Luke. So mine's kind of obvious because um, we've named several people on this respected team to win awards, and 
I think last year he really should have had a, you know, more running into this. And I'm going with Doc Rivers. Um, he's been handed an a amazing team. He actually is a good coach. Um, what he did last year with that team to make it actually relevant and everything was pretty impressive. But now with all these players, um, you know, Paul George and Kawhi coming, they're going to be one of the better teams. Um, so I've just, I'm just going to go with Doc just being just a really good coach and just being able to take that team and really make it fit really quickly. And just from, I just think from the start, the, the Clippers are going to be one of the better teams, one of the, like the top three teams throughout the whole year, never lo- like never leaving that area. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that's a, like, if you're if you're breaking it down from a perspective of what teams are going to be good and what teams have a really fucking great coach, it's definitely Doc Rivers and the fact that he was getting the buzz he was getting last year with them in what the eighth seed. Like, imagine the buzz he's going to be getting when you know they're second or third or whatever they you know end up being. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a very rational uh, pick. Um, Jawan, who you got? Please step to it. Okay. Joel, who you got? <laughs> uh, I have the same thing. <laughs> it's just Doc Rivers. I figured they're going to have the best record, or at least close to it. Uh, they're going to be stacked, and, and he was basically uh, in the running last year with a, a lesser team. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, Doc Rivers, who proved it in the past as a good coach, will probably end up beginning the coach of the year, uh, leading his team into nice. the playoffs. Word. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said with Luke's, I mean, I think it's a, that's a very rational pick. Um, all right, I am going with my choice for Coach of the Year this past season, Mike Malone. Um, I just look at Mike Malone, and I'm like, okay, well, I, I mean, more so than I look at him, I look at this team. And, like, this team's just going to be really fucking good. Jokic is going to be better. They got Jeremy Grant. They're bringing him in. Um you know, uh, uh, I think Murray is going to continue to get better. Harris had, you know, injuries last season. Um, like, that team had a shit ton of injuries last season. Um, they just have, like, fucking nine guys, nine, ten guys on that team that are fucking really good NBA players. Um, so he's got, like, like I fucking – I really like Juancho Hernan Gomez, and he doesn't get any fucking minutes because that team is – so fucking stacked with talent. Like he just doesn't get any fucking minutes. I really, I really hope they fucking trade him so he can go to a team and get some minutes. I really wanted to see him in Philly um, last year um, before they, you know, inevitably made the uh, Tobias Harris trade. Um, but I, I really, I think Denver's going to have a shot at, at the best record in the West. I mean, just they're going to be. Like I'm not saying the record's going to be better, but they finished second last season, and their team is undoubtedly going to be better. Like I can't imagine them having as much injury problems as they had last year. And like I said, all those other guys are going to get better, plus Jeremy Grant. Um, and I, I just think he was – he like to me, he deserved it last year because they, he was able to lead them to the second-best record in the West despite all those injuries. 
I got the the whole Coach Bud thing, the 60-win thing. Um, yeah, we saw that story before, and it ended the exact same fucking way, only this time, um, you know, he didn't get swept. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, like, uh, I you know I never I never really bought into it. I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mike Malone. Um, so I'm gonna stick with that. I think Denver's gonna be really good this year. So yeah, Jawan um, is back. Right. Jawan, he's back. Uh, all right, uh, Jawan, who you got um, for Coach of the Year? Is he back? He was back. Is he back? He was um, back for like a minute. He was back. <laughs> you know what? He died I didn't off. plug him in. No, that's what it is. I didn't plug him in. You're <laughs> fucking with my groove, Jawan. There I'm we go. Jawan. Talking my life away, and I'm like, can no one hear me? Uh, <laughs> for coach of the year, I'm going. Um, what a surprise! What a surprise pick. I'm going Eric Spolstra. I believe that Ooh. Jimmy Butler um, is <laughs> really going to take this team up, uh, up a notch, and I do believe sooner or later that team will get desperate enough to trade for Chris Paul. And if they do, I think think that team will be a top – it has potential to be a top five team in the East. And I think if they're in that top five conversation, Spolcher is good of of enough coach to possibly edge them higher. Um, So I'm going Eric Spolcher. I think he's going to be a a, – you know, I think he's going to have that team as a surprise. This year, and for my MVP, because I wasn't part of it earlier, I actually had Jimmy Butler as my MVP this year. I think he's going to show up, show out. He's going to show up, show out, and lead this Miami team super far. I'm sorry. That's what I'm going with. Spolstra and Jimmy. That's my Well, I I wish you apologize. (laughs) Shut up, Joe. (laughs) I... Oh, uh, that's good, Joel. Um, yeah, that's 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 a little ridiculous for me. But hey, like I mean, I think Jimmy, I love Jimmy, and that would kind of be the, the like that would be like the most Jimmy Butler thing. Like lead a legit championship contender to go to Miami yeah. so he can win an MVP. Like that, that would be so fucking Jimmy sure. Butler. By himself, um, pretty much too. Yeah, that would, I mean, that would say a lot about Jimmy. <laughs> well, no, they. But the but, but, I mean, Heat got a lot of good players. They just don't have another star. Um, yeah, good I mean, players, but they got a lot of they, good you know, paid players. <laughs> yeah, like, who's this? Who's this running mate? You know what I mean? Like Justin uh, Winslow. Winslow? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be for our yeah. duos. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, hey, man, I'm still. I, I'm. You know, like I said, I brought this up last week. If if it comes down to the marrow and and they're at the OKC's at the deadline. Like and you mm-hmm. basically say like, uh, you know, we'll give you the expiring contracts of Dragic and Leonard, um, and you got to mm-hmm. take Dion Waiters. He's got two years left. Like, but we're not giving you any assets. That's all. You're just getting off of his salary. Like, if I'm OKC, <sighs> if if I can't get, if I, nobody else wants to trade for him, I'm doing that trade. Like, I don't. There's no point in having Chris Paul. Like, like really? you know, like. I, I would just yeah. do it, like I, I, just to get off the money. I mean, you're talking about you know, Chris Paul's forty million dollar contract um, next season versus Deion Waiters, what twelve? Like, I do that, you know, eight days a week. So um, I agree with you. I think Juwan, I think he's going to end up there. 
And I still contend that if that happens and you have Jimmy Butler and you have Chris Paul, trade Justice Winslow for Robert Covington. Like, because Robert Covington <laughs> is a better defender, he's a better shooter, and he would be a better complement to those two players than Winslow. Because when you take the ball out of Winslow's hands, we've seen it. He's not as good as, as he is with the ball in his hands. He's basically, I mean, last year he was basically a point guard. Um, and, you know, if you have Chris Paul and you have fucking uh, Jimmy Butler, um, who for all intents and purposes, Jimmy Butler could easily be a fucking point guard. Um, I mean, he basically mm-hmm. was in, in the playoff run last season um, when Ben Simmons wasn't working and they gave the ball to Jimmy Butler. He was basically their point guard. Um, so, you know, I, I think if the Heat make the right moves, they could totally be in that conversation. It's how how soon can they convince OKC um, that, look, you're not going to get any assets for fucking Chris Paul. Just take the fucking expiring contracts and let's call it a fucking day. Um, like, I don't know. It, it, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, or, you know, is it, 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 it how soon, no, you know, I, I don't want to assume what's going on here, but <clears throat> maybe on the other side, how soon will Miami realize you're not going to get a pick for taking on Chris Paul. <laughs> like, Mm-hmm. I did hear some reporting about that. Like Miami was interested in Chris Paul, but wanted, you know, some kind of asset attached. Like they wanted one of their picks back um, in order to take on his contract. And it's like, if I'm OKC, I'm like, nah, I ain't giving you a pick. I'm giving you a pick to take yeah. a fucking all-star. Like, no. Um, so like they need to bridge that gap. The sooner, the better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, interesting. Very interesting. All right, GM of the year. Um, let me kick it. Uh, I'll start with you, Jawan. This one is difficult. I'm actually not sure who I would go. I mean, I assume um, – what's his name? The Clippers uh, Clippers GM. Lawrence oh, Frank. I can't think of his name. Yes. Lawrence Frank. Um, I think I, I feel comfortable going with um, – going with him but this year I'm not really sure I mean usually on a on a given day I'll just say Danny Ainge because you don't really get much better than Danny Ainge but um I I, I think maybe I, I'll go Frank this year so recently yeah I mean yeah <laughs> that's true um <laughs> the, the funny thing is like you know I was I was all for John Horst winning it last year but like once the year was said and done, it was a travesty that fucking Masai didn't win it. <laughs> like, um, like I mean, they they won the championship because of Masai Ujiri's fucking general managing skills. Like, let's be fucking real. <laughs> like, so, um, so yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be interesting and almost fitting for you know if the if the Clippers are as good as we all think they're going to be. Um, that, you know, Frank would get, you know, some kind of nod. Um, and I, I, I know it's a, it just focuses, it's supposed to just focus on one season. Um, but like the moves they made at the end of last year, that the haul they got for Harris and how they were able to turn that into Paul George, um, the fact, you know, that they were able to, you know, uh, pick up Landry Shamit, um, was an awesome little compliment there. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I yeah, I think um, 
And then just the Zubat thing, even though that just kind of fell on their lap. Um, but still, nevertheless, I mean, it, it, it happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think there might be some carryover in the fact that he landed Kawhi and Paul George um, is huge. Uh, I would say he's he would have to be the odds-on favorite. Um, Luke, kick it over to you. Who you got? So this one I don't like because I think it should just be executive of the year. It shouldn't just be a GM because, I mean, it should go to David Griffin, but he's not the GM. I'm not going with um, Langdon because we all know he's not making any of the decisions there. That's all David Griffin, and I do think Pelicans will be good. But um, I'm going with the guy that uh, he um, really won this offseason with some some good signings. The team might not be that exponentially better, but – he won the city of New York. I'm going with Sean Marks, baby. Even though he took Kyrie. <laughs> thank you for taking Kyrie, too. That's another reason. I, he took him off my hands. He won New York. <laughs> he got KD, even though he's not going to be able to play. Won New York. He signed Karis LeVert. He, 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 he's got a good team. They're going to be a little bit better. I don't think exponentially that much better this year, but just in the long run. But, man, Sean Marks, man. Way, way to do it, dude. Way to, way to really just show everyone i mean nick me and you have been on that he's been one of the, the better gms in the past couple of years but i just yes. think this past season what he's been able to do because i really want to give it to like other gms that like did really good like you know 76ers um memphis how they've like really you know prepared for later on in like some trades and all that and you know getting those valuable assets but um i don't know i just like you know sean marks what it was able to do with this this free agency really coming down to it all and he came out on top, so I got to give a shout out to the man. Yeah, I mean, I I can certainly fucking understand it. I wonder, does he get penalized for KD not playing? I mean, he shouldn't, but does he? Like, because if you think about it, I I think Jawan's uh, pick uh, of Lawrence Frank, I think he's, I would I would expect that he's got the better chance of winning it, um, th- like going into this season, um, but, like, you think about how much he had to give up to get Paul George, whereas, you know, um, with Marks, like, they didn't they didn't have to give up anything. And in fact, he got something back from Golden State for the signing trade with fucking D'Angelo Russell. Um, and, you know, they obviously they had to give up um, – they did have to give up the, the picks to get um, off of Crab's contract. Um, but they did also get Torian Prince back, and if Prince ends up, you know, um, he Prince has not been particularly good the past couple seasons for the Hawks. But in his first season, when the Hawks were still a really competitive team, um, and and Bud was coaching them, he was really good, um, and he was actually a, a productive defender. He has not been that the past couple seasons, um, you know, with with the Hawks essentially not being a, a playoff team in those two two seasons, or a, a, even a competitive team. Um, so, like, can he get back to, you know, playing better basketball and, and being that kind of uh, a quality defender? Um, there's a lot of little moves. The, the, the Karis LeVert extension, uh, you know, Joel, you and I both said that was you know, a pretty damn good deal. Um you know, if all things break right and he stays healthy, um, that's a that's a steal to get him on that deal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's a really good case for Marks. I think he's he's checked a lot of boxes, um, and he doesn't really have any X's marked against him other than K 
KD's probably not going to play this year. Uh, unless, you know, there there have been some reports that he, maybe he will, but um, I Please think that'd do. be a big mistake. Please do. Um, Please do. But, uh, <laughs> okay, Joel. <laughs> I, I I don't know how long it's going to take you to stop being bitter, but um, I, oh, I'm, gonna be I'm, a while. I'm looking forward. Never. I'm looking forward to that day. It's going to be a while. Um, So, yeah, my choice is anybody and everybody but Sean Marks. That's my choice for GM, you know, exactly (laughs) here. So, all right. All Um, all of them, everybody, all 29 other teams. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, We'll we'll just kind of carry on the pettiness then. Um, All right. uh, I'm going to go with. Okay. First of all, I really want to go with Sam Presti because, um, like, what he was able to get for both Paul George and Russell Westbrook is fucking amazing. We know how this works. Like, he's not going to win GM of the year. You don't win GM of the year for, you know, setting Lucky your asset. team up miraculously, <laughs> you know, five years from now. Like, you just don't. Like, that's not how this works. Um, so he's not going to win it. Um, I, I'm with you, Juwan. I'm leaning Lawrence Frank. I think – the fact that he was able to, to make all of those moves happen, um, I think it's going to be uh, very beneficial to them. If Oladipo was healthy, and I was confident that the Pacers, like going into the season, and I was confident that the Pacers were going to have a healthy squad throughout the whole year, um, I think you could definitely make a case for their GM. Um, but I just don't think that's going to be the case. Um, so uh, that's going to end up hurting um, his stock. Um, the one other guy that I would I would look at and say maybe there's some potential there is uh, the um, Jazz's GM. Um, if the Jazz finish like like top of the West, like number one or number two, um, they made some very interesting moves. Obviously, this offseason trading for Connolly, signing Bogdanovich. Um, bringing in uh, Ed Davis on a very team-friendly deal. Um, there's, there's, there's some. I think there's a credible case there um, that 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 you know, even though those are obviously smaller moves than both in Brooklyn and LA, that um, that you know you could make an argument there. But nevertheless, I, I am going to go with Brink. I think um, the fact that you know. He fucking landed Kawhi, and Granny had to give up a lot to do it. But um, getting teaming teaming up Kawhi and Paul George um, is is going to be uh, super fucking great for the Clippers and super fun to watch. And so yeah, uh, I, I'm with you on that one, Jawan. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, last category uh, for this scoring champ. Um, so just basically who averages most points per game this season. Uh, start with you, Joel. Scoring champ. Damn it, I had it on the top of my head, and I got to look it up again. Um, my scoring champ, okay. Oh, I don't know why I had to think for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the scoring champ is Mr. Stepback, jumper in three, uh, James Harden, <laughs> uh, as usual. I can't see, unless they change the rules, how that's going to change. <laughs> um, uh, J- James Harden is uh, pretty much locked to win it again this year. Um, unless he takes a step back and someone takes a step up, which is possible. But as of right now, it's still too early to tell who that person is. So I'm going with Mr. Reliable. James Harden. 
I can dig it. I mean, he's definitely, Maybe. I think he would have to be the odds-on favorite. I mean, with the, the amount of points that he put up last season. It's, just, it's going to be interesting how how much does, having Russell Westbrook change the dynamic of that team and, and maybe, you know, reshape, um, you know, his, his offensive output throughout the regular season. Um, Cause I mean, I think it, it's going to change it. It's just a matter of how it changes it. And does it, does it really mean he gets less shots? I don't know because we've never, we've never seen Russell Westbrook um, be like a, a, I would say like a um, – we've never seen him be basically what Chris Paul is. Um, he's got the tools to be able to do it, I think, um, or at least similar tools. I don't, I don't think he's necessarily as crafty as CP3 or um, he relies a lot more on athleticism. And he's not – I don't think he's as, as just as, a, a ba- as much of a basketball savant um, as CP3. Um, but mm-hmm. playing with Harden, how does, how does he adapt to Harden and how do they coexist? That's going to be the biggest question, but I definitely think Harden um, should be the odds-on favorite going into the season. Um, kick it over to you, Juwan. Who you got? I'm going Steph Curry. Uh, as much as I wanted nice. to go Anthony Davis, um, I think Steph Curry is out on a mission to show that they did win a championship before Durant, and they are planning on winning more after Durant. Um, so I think Steph Curry puts on a scoring uh, performance this season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think there's those are the, you know those are definitely the two guys. I think not having Clay for a big portion of the season um, is obviously going to mean Steph has to fucking shoot more, which means he's going to score more. Um, again, it'll be interesting to see that balance between he and D'Angelo Russell and how that all kind of works out. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think. If Harden is 1A, then Steph should definitely be 1B. Um, Luke, who you got? No, yeah, I went with uh, Curry as well. Um, I just feel like he's finally going to be able to show people that, hey, you know, I've always been here. Um, I think it's going to be the kind of the type of season where he's having his mouthpiece, half in his mouth, all smiles, doing airplanes, just J and threes on everyone, just really being like, everyone forgot how good I was. And now that like, you know, I've got to take over control of this team. I mean, Russell's going to be good. I really think he's going to help, but I mean, it's Curry's going to just have a, one of those seasons again, where he just shows to everyone, you know, I'm still here. I'm still relevant. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's certainly, like I said, certainly a, a good pick. I'm, I really thought about this for a bit and, I wanted to kind of go with like somewhat of a dark horse, um, so that's what I ended up going with. I'm going Bradley Beal. Who the fuck else is gonna score on the Wizards? Like, there's like there's nobody else on that team who can fucking score more than like 15 points a game. Um, like, I I don't know. I just think he's gonna be asked to just score a shit ton of points. I don't have enough faith in the Wizards that they will make the right decision and trade him um, and get, like, the best package they can get for him. Um, so if that's the case, if they don't trade him, that dude could easily average, like, 30-plus points a game this season, and that may be enough to get it. Maybe it's not. Maybe Steph gets 32-ish or something. Um, but 
Uh, I don't think Harden's going to have the output that he had last season. I mean, it's just it was so remarkable uh, what he was able to do last season. Um, I wouldn't necessarily expect him to repeat that just in a vacuum, but much less the changeover from Russell uh, in lieu of Chris Paul. Um, but like, yeah, I, I I just look at Beal and I'm like, that dude is a fucking like he is a fucking scorer. Like he's that's exactly his makeup. Um, and if he spends the whole season on the Wizards, he's gonna fucking score a shit ton of points. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna go with Beal. Um, and it, hey, it'll be like the one positive thing going on uh, for for uh, the Wizards. So because um, they're going to be fucking terrible this year. Um, but all right, uh, that's gonna wrap it up for uh, all of our um, preseason awards. Uh, let's jump into some news real quick, Luke. I know you uh, you gotta um, run, uh, but before you do, I wanted to get your input on this. Uh, this uh, Jalen Brown extension. Uh, so reportedly the Celtics are unlikely to agree on an extension uh, with Jalen Brown. Uh, as sources say, his camp is uh, pushing for a five-year max $170 million contract. Uh, <laughs> Luke, take, take it away, man. I mean, I love it. I love that, you know, his agent and Jalen are feeling, you know, this confident in his game and all that to really be like, you know, um, Murray got his money and I'm part of that draft class. I feel like I'm better than him and all that. So, you know, a more, you know, I, I want that confidence to go in the season. Now, right now, he's not worth a match. I hate to say that. That's $34 million a year. That's – and Jason Tatum's also behind you too. I mean, even though we have free up cap and we, you know – we can match it. It's just that's a lot right now. But, I mean, Brown has, you know, he got – he started a game last year with the second half really turning it back on. Um, you know, I believe in him. I just right now, you know, I, I like that kind of mentality, you know, go try to get your money. But in all honesty right now, I have to say he's not worth it. And if the Celtics choose in the middle of the season that they don't want to – match that and you know basically because i mean the kind of the wall uh the writing was on the wall for terry rosier i mean i knew that we weren't going to match any of that money and i'm so happy we didn't match that money but brown's definitely going to get the most money out of the last couple of him rosier smart but i mean right now i don't think we would the celtics would say ames would sign him for a max he might get a lot of good money like uh you know a 110 like a vucevic like you know a good like one, a contract, but a max, he's going to have to do some some things this year, and I mean, uh, a more power to him, but I just don't see it right now. I agree with you 100%. I, like, there's, why the fuck would you pay him a five-year, like, max? That makes no fucking sense. Like, I get why Philly did it for Ben Simmons. I kind of get why Denver did it for Murray, even though I didn't think it was probably something they needed to do. Um, but, like, why on earth would you do it for Jalen Brown? Like, I, especially given the season that Jalen Brown had us. Like, he was, like, really up and down. Like, he started off the season terribly. Um, now, he was probably one of the most um, 
like obvious, uh, like just n- not happy with Kyrie and 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 Kyrie's role on the team and his his form of leadership and everything. Um, I don't I don't think I'm like out of bounds in making that leap and that speculation. Um, like you could just see like he wasn't about it, dude. Like. He he did not like fucking having Kyrie on that team, um, but nevertheless, like you could not like having a dude on your team and still fucking go out and like do your business, um, and he didn't. Um, if I'm the Celtics, there's no fucking way I'm I'm giving him that deal. Now, if he goes out, um, you know, obviously I don't think an extension is going to happen. If he like say, uh, you know, he's from Atlanta, um, if the Hawks come, you know, with a max four-year max extension with a player option i'd probably match it if i'm boston depending on the year he has um but nevertheless like i'm not i'm not just gonna outright give you a five-year max not for Jalen brown like we at, at some point we gotta be like push back on this like you know this narrative of like uh, like that all like fucking the Tobias Harris's of the world deserve max contracts. They fucking don't. Chris Middleton doesn't either. And it's one thing to be in a position where you have to give those guys max deals because they're unrestricted free agents. Don't give it to restricted free agent who you can fucking match. Like the only thing that you're getting out of that deal is two more guaranteed years. Um, but like, what if they don't turn out to be worth the value of the contract? Look at fucking Andrew Wiggins. Like that's a, most people consider that like a a, a negative value contract. Um, so I'm not saying Jalen Brown would necessarily be that, but I wouldn't be rushing to fucking pay him a hundred and seventy million dollar contract. Um, but Luke, uh, anything you want to add before you jet, man? No, I mean in the end, I mean I agree with what you're saying too. It's just there's no reason, like you said, we could match that, and I'd rather match a team that has to give him less of a year and less money and match that and be like, you know, Jalen, you're still going to get a max, but we're not giving you like, you know, the team max because he really had to do a lot this year. But I mean, Hey, if he, if he plays to that type of level and he gets it, I mean, I can't get mad at the man for, you know, saying that I'm worth this money and plays to get that money. So he's got to, got to put his, his, uh, you know, his, his work where his mouth is right now. Yeah, I just I just have trouble given like best case scenario he's what the third best player on the Celtics this season. I've got maybe second if Tatum doesn't have a good year, but like it, it, like let's be real, like we all think Tatum's going to kind of bounce back. I just got a problem paying my third best player on my team a max contract. Just, you know, like if if you're like I said, if you're if you're backed into the the, the corner Somebody else has made the offer. You got to fucking match the offer sheet. That's one thing. But I think Danny is smart for not like. Don't just fucking give it to him. Like I mean, at least in the case of Ben Simmons and Jamal Murray, those are both their second best players. Like I, I, I can get like giving your second best player a max. I'm not giving my third best player a max if I don't have to. So. Um, I think it's smart. But anyway, uh, Luke, thanks for jumping on with us. Good to have you back, man, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Peace out, y'all. Peace, brother. All right, Joel, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, 
contract uh, negotiations or lack thereof uh, going on between Boston and uh, Brown. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a little much. Like you just said, like uh, paying a max to a third player, uh, that's not not to say he's a bad player. I think Jalen Brown's a great player. He's not worth a max. He's not, and whoever pays him the max is getting less than he's than he's than he actually uh, should, you know, be getting. I mean, he's he's just he's a good player. He has potential to be a better player. Uh, but do I see a max player in him? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he he's shown highlights, but uh, I don't blame them for not signing him. Basically, and they'll be free to sign wherever he wants next year. And if someone really likes him enough to fucking uh, to pay him the max, or well, God, you know, God bless them. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like I said, I could see the Hawks do, like giving him a max. Um, offer sheet with, you know, like the the notion that if Boston Boston's probably going to match it, but if they don't, like we can live with that, like because we mm-hmm. have all this fucking cap space. Um, right. Like I could see that. I just like I just wouldn't do it if I'm Boston. <laughs> like I don't I right. don't see the incentive for Boston to give, especially with the fifth year. Like I just yeah. I just don't think. Um, I just don't think it's smart. Um, now, we did see that come back to bite uh, Utah in the ass with Gordon Hayward. Um, but, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a it's a toss-up. And, you know, you just – you got to figure out who's worth it. And if they are, you do it. If not, you don't. And I, I don't think he's worth it. I just I, – and I like him. Uh, I love Jalen Brown. I, I, I he's He's been yeah. probably one of the guys that um, – that I, like I was really happy that uh he kind of um proved me wrong from the get go like when he was taking number 3 I was like damn dude like really you took him like you could have taken um Dragon Bender you could have taken Chris Dunn and you took Jalen Brown and it's like eh, looking back on it it's really smart to take fucking Jalen Brown um but you know like let's be real not worth not worth $170 million. Like, sorry. Um, Juwan, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Nice. Your thoughts, man? Um, I actually do think he's worth big money. Now, I'm not good with the idea of numbers, so I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say the amount that you were You're saying. Not, wait, um, will you repeat no, 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 that? I'm not good with the no. idea of numbers. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying the idea of like how much should his contract be worth. Like I, I'm not here to sit and, and think about that. But I think he is worth a good okay. amount of money. <laughs> I think the additions of Kyrie um, and Gordon Hayward kind of set him back. Now, whether that was mentally or um, whatever, I think it kind of set him back. So now that Kyrie's out. I know you bring in Kimba, but Kimba seems more willing to want to get everyone uh, on top of their game because he wants to win. He has not been in a winning culture. Um, So I think he's more willing to buy in. Um, I I think this kid has potential to be a really, really good player. Um, So, I mean, I think he's worth keeping. um, But, I mean, we've seen a lot of guys that just didn't seem like you should pay them significant money. And then it was like, 
Yeah, I'm glad that you did because what would your team do uh, without the players? I think Jalen Brown could turn out to be a player like that that you regret not keeping. Um, So I hope Boston does find a way to keep him because I think he is good in that system. I think he will have a bounce back year this year along with uh, Tatum also. Yeah, and I mean, I agree with all of that. Um, By the way, when you you said that, uh, I'm not good with the idea of numbers. Um, For whatever reason, I, I just, I pictured James Spader from The Office. Like, specifically that particular character. <laughs> like, Robert California. Yeah. Just saying that oh, will. And, like, yeah, everybody just being like, uh, what? I mean, yeah, because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say I think Jalen Brown deserves the money, and then someone's at home like, you think he's worth 186 million? Like, no, but, like, I think he deserves, you know, better money, money than what I assume a lot of people would give him. That's what I meant by, like, I don't want to throw a number out there. And, and sound crazy. No, no, no. So I'd rather just it was say, just, I'm, I'm not good with that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. It was just perfectly worded. Like I, I'm, I'm so glad <laughs> that that came out of your mouth. It's, it's. I like, I'm definitely gonna use that at some point in the future. That's that's fucking great. Um, but uh, yeah. No, I mean, ultimately, I agree with you. I think he's definitely someone worth keeping. It's just, you know, you get, you, he's got, he should. His agent and everything, like Luke said, his agent is like he should be like asking for that. Um, but like ultimately, I would compromise. Like there would be a level of compromise. Like give us a four-year max um, of, of with a five percent increase, which is what we could make on the open market next year with the player option. They just went ahead and gave me that. I would take it. Like if I'm his agent, like this is. This is just as good as you're gonna make on the on the open market next year. Like if they're willing to give me that, and I don't have to go through the rigmarole of trying to find a team with cap space to give me that offer and all of that. Like, and I don't have to worry about it. Sure, um, I but just, like, so I I get it. I just I again I don't even know if Boston should give him that though. Like. I, I don't see, know. It's it's going to depend on what he does this season as to whether he even gets a four-year or a three-plus-one max offer sheet from another team next year. To your, like, to your he point, could be looking I at, think, like, a Zach Levine-level contract, you know? Yeah, that, that that's fair. I just think if you're the representation of Jalen Brown, I think what you have to keep in mind is, um, you know, when, when making negotiations this, this early or making statements like that this early – I think the problem you set yourself up in is the only people willing to pay him the money that he's uh, looking to get or even anything remotely close to that will be a rebuilding team. So you have to tell a guy, hey, you want to go from a team that is consistently winning um, (laughs) to a team that is rebuilding and get the money? Like, of course the agent's going to push for that, but that's something that Jalen Brown has to really, really, really think about because that is what he's playing himself into to where he'll get good money somewhere just won't be winning. So he has to figure out if he wants to balance the two. Because I'm sure Boston will figure out a way to make it, you know, to where it's fair for him money-wise, but it's also not killing them. Um, so, I mean, if he's willing to work around that, I, I think he'll he'll stay in Boston. But if not, he's looking at a rebuild team to where he's in the same situation Kimba just left for, like, the next five years. Right. He'll be losing somewhere. Yeah. 
Well, and I wonder too, like if they could potentially find themselves in a in an opportunity, Boston uh, being who I'm referring to here, um, find themselves in, in in an opportunity throughout the season to maybe move him for somebody that fills more of a need. Um, because I mean, Marcus Smart could definitely be your starting shooting guard. Um, we've seen his ability to play both the point and the two. Um, the dude's a fucking tank. Mm-hmm. He's great defensively. Um, he's not the shooter that Jalen Brown is, but he's not a terrible shooter. He's not a good shooter, but he's not terrible. Um, and you know, if you could flip him for a young like center, um, I, I would. I wouldn't do him for Sabonis. I just. I. I don't, I'm not as high on Sabonis as, as say like you, Joel. Um, but uh, but I do think there's there's throughout the season there may come an opportunity to flip him for somebody um, that that either maybe has an extra year on his rookie deal or just somebody who fits their roster better. Um, so you know I could see that happening too. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, It'll be certainly interesting to follow. Um, all right. Bye-bye, Jawan. Um, he left us again. Uh, all right. Damn. Uh Bum. Yeah, man. Bum, bum I He's tell you. He's cherry-picking. Out here fucking cherry-picking, man. Saying. Um, <laughs> um I, I, what, what do you think the over-under is on – because, like, when, when, you know, he picked John Morant, he was like, so I'm not cherry-picking. Um, what do you think the over-under <laughs> is on, on – whether he knows specifically what cherry picking means. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know if he's he ever idea. heard he may have never heard that phrase in his life. <laughs> it's possible. It's, I never thought it's of possible. it until he he, he, he he responded and I'm like, Oh, he probably doesn't know what that means. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's I, very possible. I, 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 never heard I that feel before. like that's a southern colloquialism. Um maybe not, but uh but I, I kinda of feel grew like up in Virginia, is. man. Uh, <laughs> That's true. He should know then. Um, yeah. Where did you did you grow up up north? I assume you did. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. All um, my life. Farther and farther north, it seems. Born totally and bred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I we'll have to ask him later on because um, it, it certainly <laughs> seems like he. <laughs> he tried to use context clues to figure out what what that meant, and he was still not it. Um, I'm sorry, Jawan. Uh, I had to. I this bit on my mind. I had to. I had to get it out. Um, but all right. Uh, let's talk about uh, just a couple more items of news. We're not going to get to the ESPN player rank. Um, but man, I looked at the top ten. It's the same fucking top ten as. Uh, uh, SI, it's just in a slightly different order, and it's still not. Mm-hmm. It's further away from the the order that I personally have than SIs. So, yeah, I, I don't really care to talk about it anyway. Um, That's fine. But uh, I kept but, track of it anyway. Anyway, I put it on my spreadsheet. Yeah, I'm like, mm. and I'll I'll just want to compare okay. it to my own rankings throughout the season. Sure, I am curious where maybe they have Jimmy Butler because I know he was 11 on SIs, and I was like, this seems a little high for Jimmy Butler. Um, but, like, when you're looking at the players who were behind him, you're like, yeah, no, I can, I can see that argument. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
two things real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Uh, NBA teams must now certify and report the exact height and age of their players. That the, When I first read this, it just immediately made me think of Buddy Heald because he miraculously got two years older in one birthday. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly why they're doing it. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. I didn't know that was the case, <laughs> but like that yeah. makes absolute sense. Um, I do wonder though. Like, I get the birth thing, but I wonder like, like there's a, there's always been those players like throughout like Charles Barkley has always been listed at like six six, and like mm-hmm. most people think he's more like six four six five. Um, well, he says I, I wonder. You know, there's uh, uh, Juwan brought up KD and you know how he's listed. Was at one point listed at like six nine. I think now he's six eleven, but he's probably more like seven feet tall. He's still listed at six um, nine. He's bullshit. Is he? Yeah, yeah that is definitely bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, he was um, listed at so, six like nine, I, and Michael Beasley, who was obviously shorter, was listed at six ten. <laughs> this shit has to end. Michael Beasley six <laughs> eight at best. At best. At best. Like, At best, they um, lowered it to like six nine. That's that's as far as they went when they fixed it. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it'll ass. be nice to have. <laughs> it'll be nice to have the exact height. I really hope the wingspan comes with that because I'm more interested in players' wingspans yeah. than their heights. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's always interesting when you get like a JJ Redick type, um, or you know, in this draft, I think uh, Tyler Hero and Kobe White both have this. They have the mm-hmm. quote unquote T Rex arms. Like their wingspan is shorter than the <laughs> actual height. Um, yeah, yeah and like that's yeah, always like not long. it's kind yeah. of a red it's kind of a red flag like for scouts, uh, especially with like point guards. It's, uh, I know there were several people who, who kind of just immediately docked points from Kobe White because he's I wanna say he's like three inches shorter of a wingspan than his actual height. Like he's six five with a six two wingspan or something like that. Um, really? But uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, Not so I hope Frank. that comes with Long it. Long ass arms. But I I do wonder though. Yeah, Frank's Frank's got that wingspan. Um, but I do wonder mm-hmm. uh, like if if I'm the fucking like agents or like the 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 players association, I'm totally pushing back on this. Like I'm not I. I don't want the players to have to fucking like to to have to give out information that they clearly for whatever reason don't want to give out. Do you feel me on that? What are your thoughts? On um yeah, I mean I lost track of what we were talking. <laughs> what was it? Well, just like uh, basically, the teams have to give out the the height and the age. I get the age, but like, oh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if you're having to give out like the height and maybe the wingspan, maybe yeah, weight yeah. comes with that. Like, where, like, uh, I, no. I, I don't. If I'm a, if I'm a player's agent or just the 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 uh, players association in general, like, I'm not really jiving with this. Like, I I think I think it's um, it's not in the best interest of players. You know, it's an interesting thing, uh, considering we're supposed to be in like a player-driven uh, era of the league. Right. Yeah, this is more for. Um, uh, damn it! What was it? it? Because of the whole age thing, they want to get that. This is statistics, right? Uh, so I know it was. I don't think weight was part of it, though. Um, 
Let me see. It's a dip, I saw it somewhere. All right. Okay, and the height will be yeah, measured just, with players' shoes off. Gauge. Yeah, player right. weight will not right. be sought because that number fluctuates so often. So there you go. That's yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, but I feel like wingspan would be something that would come from that. Yeah. And like, well, we always get know, wingspan. Like, I don't know if that changes through the years. We always get it at the draft, so they'll give you the height, the, the weight, and the wingspan. Most we of the get time. a number, uh, but like only the people who number, actually yeah. do the combine. Um, have like a verified wingspan, you know, right, and right, verified right. height for that matter. So unless it's like a big I think deal, it's interesting. Then, like the number comes out. <laughs> right, right. Well, like with Brandon Clark, that was a big deal because he was six eight with a six eight wingspan, and people were yeah. like, "I thought this guy was supposed to be a small ball center. You can't be a small ball center when you're six eight with a six eight wingspan. Like that doesn't work." <laughs> um, that, right. That was Good the luck. big reason why he dropped to twenty one in the draft. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. But like, I mean, I like it. I mean, I, I, the more, in, the more verified information we have, I like it. I just don't necessarily think. I don't know how this is in the interest of players in a quote unquote player driven league. Is all I'm, all I'm posing, if you will. Right, I get it. I totally understand. Word. But I'm a big fan um, of it because I've always been uh, upset by like. Um, what they called like I just hate when they're off. I know, and you can tell they're obviously not the right height. It it always bothered me, especially because I play two K a lot, and I'm like, I, I I literally have to adjust KD's height to be like at least six eleven because it just bothers the shit out of me. <laughs> right. Well, and not to mention like I think uh, the, the like dead giveaway was the the Team USA photo where he was standing next to Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> He was clearly right. been taller than DeMarcus Cousins. He was listed at, what, 6'11", 7 yeah. foot, something like that. And it's exactly. like, yeah, what the fuck, dude? Like, something right here. Um, but, like, you know, I, and I don't know why KD is – like, I, I mean, he probably just doesn't care. He probably just like, sure, I'm 6'9", whatever. Um, like, I, I don't know why there would be a um, – uh, a reason for him to fucking lie about that, but I don't know. He's a weird dude, so <laughs> and maybe there is that we just don't know and couldn't understand anyway. Um, but all right, uh, let's get to our, our final um, our final topic. Uh, so the G League, they're going to try out a new rule in which one free throw will count for two or three points instead of taking two or three free throws that will individually count for one point each. I like the fact that the G League is influential in trying out new stuff. Um, we obviously we're getting like the, the challenge rule um, is, uh, is going to be is going to be used within the league this season. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like this rule. I don't like. I don't get the benefit it's of it. Different. I guess it speeds up the yeah. game. Like, that's right. the only thing I can think of. But like. Dude, if you're like, let's say you get fouled on a three and you're down by one point, like now you gotta make that one free throw or you're fucked, dude. Like, I'd rather. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is that. This is. It's a little too much for me. It's a little too much of trying to fuck with the game. Um, like I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not here for this rule. I like. I like in principle the fact that they're willing to try out shit in the G League. I don't like this particular rule. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, yeah, the rule is weird, but I do like the when they experiment with certain rules on uh, in the G League. Like they did the whole European uh, no goaltending rule, where you can right. uh, smack the ball off the top Slap of the, the rim. Ball off the that's rim. illegal. Yeah, right. In, in Europe, that's legal. So they did that, I think, one season in the G League. They tried it out, and I'm like, see, I like shit like that. We get to try different rules. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. But at least you know you get tested out. On a league that's not – it's not the NBA, but it's, you know, they're, they're development leagues, definitely. Uh, but this rule, maybe not so much. I, I do – you shoot your free throws. I like – that's that's a, that's a classic thing that we, we, we go through. And it does take a little bit of time. But, I mean, I don't think anybody complains about the free throw shooting as much as how many fucking times they call for them. <laughs> it's not it's not the, the right. process of it. It's it's just how many times they they're gonna call foul for them to go up, you know, um, right. So for me, like a one, I call it the one for all rule. <laughs> it's probably not gonna work out, but I I do look forward to seeing uh, how how it works out, you know. I, I yeah I, I that's cool. I I think I'm gonna call it that three musketeers rule, all for one <laughs> and one for all. Um, all, all for one, one but. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't. I don't think this one's gonna stick. I. I don't. I don't really like the challenge thing either. Um. I'm more open like to the it. fact that like <laughs> I, I'm more open to it, but I'm I'm not like a huge fan of it either. And I, you know, I just feel like like even in football, like you know, yeah, there like there's still like certain things you can't challenge, like that you really should be able to challenge. Like I mean, I I'm getting just more and more like less fucking replays just in general across the board less fucking replays um like the one sport i'm cool with it it, it like ultimately is football cuz i feel like football kind of has that ebb and flow and it has those breaks in, bet- in between each play and everything else mm-hmm. um so i get it um and like with football like you know a uh, a, a a one potential like catch across the middle on a third and seven um, could could make or break a game, you know. Like, uh, but like I don't I don't think like one um, like one call in a basketball game doesn't have that as much effect. And I fucking hate it mm-hmm. in baseball. I just wish they totally, absolutely get rid of replay altogether in baseball. Fucking uh, stupid. I should never be in a situation where somebody fucking slides into home plate and wins a game, and then the refs have to fuck the umps have to go fucking look at it and then be like, nope, we're we're coming back out. We're gonna play again. Like fuck that. That is no. the worst. Um, like because remember they just started it with home runs uh, to review they home do. runs and then. And it was all because of that little fucking kid in New York who fucking reached out and pulled that <laughs> ball in, and Baltimore ended up losing, and they made a big deal about it. And it's just like that, that's what started it all. Um, that little fucking dickhead kid in New York um, started all of this. Uh, and, like, I, I, I just I fucking hate it in baseball. It's the worst. Um, but, yeah, just less replays. Anything that can give us less replays, which is why I'm not really ultimately a fan of the challenge thing. We'll see. Hopefully, it'll be used tactically. They they only get one, um, so hopefully they'll they'll won't they won't use them a lot. 
Um, but, yeah, we shall see. But, anyway, that's going to do it for us. Um, Joel, thanks for joining me. Uh, shout out to uh, Luke and Juan. Uh, thanks uh, to them for coming on. And thank you out there for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Sure. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to break down the Eastern and Western conferences. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, so be sure to uh, tune in yeah. and check that out. But until then. And also, and also a shout-out to possible MIP most of Valuable player, well, not most valuable player, most improved player, Julius Randle. Okay, and on that note, we can leave. (laughs) All right, we'll (laughs) see. All All right, brother, take it easy. Peace.